Hi friends, I know we typically try to keep things light over here on our little slice of the internet, but this episode definitely has a different vibe than normal. In an effort to shed light on mental health, this episode touches upon postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, suicide, suicidal thoughts, and suicidal ideation. Although we aim to discuss these topics tastefully and with respect and kindness, please be aware before you listen. As always, thank you for joining us and we love you all. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Are We Allowed to Say That? I'm Marina. I'm Meg. And I'm Jess. And we have a returning guest here, Kendall. Say hi, Kendall. Hey, everyone. Hi, Kendall. Hi. (laughs) Today, we're here to talk about some news local to our South Shore hub where we're at in a little town called Duxbury. There was, sadly, a mom suffering from postpartum psychosis, and she ended up taking the lives of her three children and I'm, I'm not sure the life of herself yet or not, but she tried hard. For anybody who's listening, I mean, I think it's impossible not to know what happened. But mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening, we'll go over just like yes. the basic details of what happened. And then I think it'd be really important, like the stories you guys are sharing. And I know Kendall, Kendall you has, yeah. have um, your, your, your journey and your story as well. And I think it would be important to touch on those. So, you know, I think the world has heard about it now, but mm-hmm. um. Lindsay, she was a nurse. Um, was she a labor and delivery nurse? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, um, a mother to three kids, I believe five, three, and eight months old. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially somebody who gave pretty much her whole life to um taking care of Little other ones. people and, and taking care of children. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is, you know, not a not a monster. Mm-hmm. So on that day, she was in an intensive outpatient program um five days a week she was off of work her husband was working from home um because the doctors had said that it wasn't safe for her to be alone with her children i had heard that she her insurance had denied her inpatient so unfortunately you know that's a whole nother story yeah i think she had inpatient and then insurance was like you're yes. done we're kicking you out yeah so yes, she had that's it, what I she thought should have stayed. Yeah. She should have so, stayed. She should have never been discharged. It yes. was an unsafe discharge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. She and and it's it's heartbreaking because I think she knew that in the even mm-hmm. in her hardest times. I think she knew that. Um so she was home. Um and her husband left for 25 minutes to go pick up takeout food um again she wasn't supposed to be alone with the children I don't know what the situation was maybe it was a good week you know what I mean Mm -hmm. maybe it was a glimpse of of what she of who she was and maybe it seemed like there was a break I don't know I don't know what the case was but he left to get food and in that short amount of time the unthinkable happened the unthinkable happened she took the life of her two, her five-year-old and her three-year-old. And then I believe she was holding her baby and tried to commit. The, um, I can't, I don't want to say that word. I'm sorry. Like, what do you say? <laughs> what do you I'm, alive, I'm alive herself. Yeah. <laughs> the whole situation's ugly. The words are ugly. But mm-hmm. um, the eight-month-old did not pass away right away. Um, but in the hospital, mm-hmm. so came to his injuries. And Lindsay survived. Um so she is now still alive. I don't know if she is more lucid in this moment or what, but her and her husband now have to deal with this life. And there's, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So you guys take it away. I just wanted to do a little like that yeah. for just in case yeah. anybody didn't know the details of what had happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, a big slap in the face, like a slap of reality. I don't know what it's like to suffer from postpartum psychosis, but I did have postpartum depression pretty bad. And, Same. Uh, you know, it was awful. I remember um, crying all the time. I remember saying out loud to my aunt, like, will I ever feel like myself again? And I don't yeah. think my family and Jess, this is just me looking back now. I'm pretty positive my family would like Talk, not talk shit but like be like we're fucking concerned for Megan she's like got a few screws loose and isn't doing well mm-hmm. it didn't help that I was nursing my my ex, my husband at the time now my ex-husband 
slept through fucking everything. Yeah. I couldn't get any help. I wasn't sleeping. Ava, I mean, my kids didn't sleep through the night even until they were like fucking toddlers. It was awful. Um, so that didn't help anything. But there was there was a time when I remember saying to my mom, like, I just feel like I'm going through the motions to keep my kid alive. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to feed, burp, change, clothe. And I don't feel any connection at all. I feel like I'm just like doing what I know that I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that I was not meant to be a mother. And my mother was like, Megan, oh my God, don't say that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just how I feel. And it was hard for me because right. Jess had Ellie prior to me having Ava. And I just felt like, wow, she's such a natural. And my mom was such a natural. And then everything you fucking see on social media is all sunshine and rainbows up your ass. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I suck. What's wrong with me? And then if I say something to somebody, are they going to take my kid away? Like, you know, I don't know. Just it was shitty. And then when Brody came along 15 months later, I was prepared. I knew like now I have a 15 month old to take care of and a newborn <clears throat> I feel this way again. And I was proactive yeah. got on medication, which I know that's not for everyone, but it helped me a lot. Yeah. Mm, even just so obviously chemically in your body and I'm not a, I don't claim to be a nurse and know all this shit or like a doctor chemically in your body after the baby is out you shit happens like it's just chemically yeah. like it's not just mm-hmm. oh you're emotional like it's chemical reactions in your body like you lose um or like when you're pregnant you have literally t- a shit ton of more blood you have like different things happening like it your body shit's happening chemically in your body but mm-hmm. lack of sleep alone mm-hmm. can literally it, it can cause psychosis yeah. i feel like yeah Maybe that's not the right exactly. word for it but You're i remember right. when i had ellie i for a whole month straight 30 to 31 days straight did she did not sleep she was up like every single hour and i physically remember being like okay something isn't right in my brain right now and my mm-hmm. mom ended up like taking her that one that night that I was like, I'm not okay. Like something's wrong in my brain. Like I could, I literally felt like I was, I don't feel like crazy is the right word, but it felt like something was not okay. And I yeah. don't think that I had postpartum depression. I don't think that I had any of that. I mean, I think that I was like emotional and I had baby blues and everything, but I always had like the protective instinct of my kids. Like I, I always felt super connected to them. But just the lack of sleep alone. I feel like I've had, I've struggled with this since the news broke of this. Um, I really, I relate to her on so many levels. My kids are the exact same ages. Mm-hmm. I Ugh, have been that's... a nurse. I have struggled. I can say, you know, I postpartum psychosis was never a diagnosis for me. And I'm very grateful for that because as I get into my story, I had that aha moment where I was like, whoa, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I 2018 my son was born and first baby nothing you know didn't know what to expect came home was definitely a little bit baby bluesy looking back now I was definitely probably had postpartum depression but was able to kind of work through it um remember just being completely overwhelmed fixating on things crying at the drop of a dime Mm -hmm super bad anxiety like no one can hold him but me no one knows how to feed him the right way no one knows how to give him a bath the right way and then finally it was like you gotta snap out of this shit you have to go back to work mm-hmm. not realizing that the le- the next few months I mean after he was born and I went back to work that I would continue to have mood swings um, it didn't help that I was working night shifts at a hospital because that's just my husband and I didn't want to put him in daycare that little. So I was working opposite shifts. I was very sleep deprived. Thankfully, I was able to get off of those shifts. And then before you know it, he was two and a half and I was pregnant with my second. My second pregnancy started off rocky. Um, I this I found out I was pregnant shortly before the world shut down. Mm-hmm. I found out I was expecting twin babies Oof. and then went to the ultrasound appointment after having some bleeding alone because my husband wasn't allowed, which I feel like <sighs> being pregnant during COVID triggered a whole bunch of, I feel like things wouldn't have been as bad if COVID hadn't existed, but mm-hmm. don't yeah. finding out during that ultrasound that only one baby had a heartbeat. And that was it. And I had to continue on every pregnancy and well into right up until like almost my third trimester, every ultrasound I went to while I was pregnant with him, the empty sack was still there. So it was like a punch in the face. 
And I just remember coming out to my mom every time, like calling and just being like, I wish, you know, I can't even be happy. I can't even enjoy this pregnancy because I'm holding my breath of the what ifs and I have to look at that. And I, I'm stuck in this weird place of grief, but wanting to be excited at the same time. And I yeah. feel isolated because my husband can't come to these appointments with me. So it wasn't until um, it wasn't until he was born where I finally had that, like, I heard him cry and it was finally, like, just a burst of emotions. Like, I was finally able to celebrate that he was here, he was okay, everything was going to be fine, and that um, I could finally start to grieve and move forward. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, he was born on a Friday morning. He was a vaginal delivery. I was home at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> crazy. Who wants to stay in the hospital during COVID? No one can come. My husband can't come and go as he pleases. He either needed to stay the whole time or once the baby was born, you leave and you come back to pick her up. So, of course, mm-hmm. I wanted to go home. I missed my kid. That mm-hmm. was probably the worst mistake. I probably should have given myself an extra 24 hours to let hormones settle down, and I didn't. Probably within a week of being home, my husband had to go right back to work because he was needed. He works in the trades. It wasn't he and he was working for a new company. There was no time off. Um, And everybody was so desperate because the people that were laid off because of COVID, like they they were like, no, we need we need the essential workers. Yeah. Um, I realized like, oh, this is not good. Kian was super colic. So all, he cried for 23 hours a day. So yeah. here I am, a second-time mom, thinking that it's going to be a breeze because Owen was somewhat an easy baby. And now I have a baby that, even as his mom, I can't calm him down or console him, which is a huge <sighs> kick in the stomach because mm-hmm. you're the mom. You're supposed to be their place of comfort. So mm-hmm. instantly started feeling like this baby doesn't reject. It, this I'm rejecting. Um, I'm feeling rejected. My husband was working long hours. He wasn't able to, you know, help. Who wants to come? Like, it's hard because so you wanted there to wasn't throat that punch support. your husband. <laughs> the what? So you wanted to throat punch your husband because he wasn't there to help. Yeah, because he wasn't there to help. But at the same time, I'm attention. like, you're out making money. So all this is when you start to suppress and bury all these feelings because instead of getting them out, you don't want to come off as being selfish or you don't want to feel like, you know, you're being, you know, it's, it's, it's not all about you, you know, mm-hmm. that's so fucked up to think about it now. And it's supposed no. to be the, that everybody tells you it's supposed to be the happiest time of your life. Exactly. Your life. And yeah. it's cold. It's COVID. So you're not having people coming by to meet your baby. You're no. not going out and visiting. I'm not getting out to even just stroll around target because the fear of God is instilled in me that if my newborn gets COVID, he's going to end up on a ventilator and die. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm stacked and it's stacked and it's stacked and I remember that that moment of Kean was probably five or six weeks old my husband was sleeping in a spare bedroom because he works he was working 12 hour days I mean there was no need for him to he had to go and provide for our family I can't have him up all night and then go working on machinery mm. and risk an injury to himself yeah. and the baby was screaming I had had enough and I remember standing over his bassinet I have a lump in my throat Standing over his bassinet and just staring at him, screaming at a six-week-old baby. Why won't you stop crying? Why am I not good enough for you? I can't fucking do this anymore. And I had to leave. And I had to go into the spare bedroom. And I had to get Nick. And I had to say, "You, I can't do this. Something's wrong. And I have to go. I have to go. And mm-hmm. this is what hits home for me because something in my mind clicked that night to know fuck something's not fucking out something's not right I'm not okay yeah and I just I look back at that and I just hear how do you how what happened if I didn't all the Mm. what ifs yeah I don't know if I necessarily would have you know at that point I was like it would just be better off he I'm obviously not meant to be his mom Mm. my almost three-year-old is not getting the attention he needs from his mom because I'm so on edge so it would just be better off for me if I wasn't here. Mm. Yeah. The first and only time that I ever, I mean, I, like I said, I've never had any ill will or hurt towards or thoughts of harming my, my child, but for myself. 
And it's hard because you express those. And we went in the next day and had a full psychological screen at the P at the, at the OBGYN started on medications and things started to be better. So I knew going into my third pregnancy, you need to start medications in your third trimester and all is fine and well. However, Mm -hmm. I just ran out of the refills and I called for a refill. And you would think in light of this, because I was my doctor they were like you oh you're three months post you're more than three months postpartum we don't prescribe that anymore you need to see your gp uh, <laughs> you're fucking kidding me so that no. happened to me too but my old man was good they were like they covered me for a year before yeah. i had to see they should have it for a year i mean and insurance I remember, like, talking to my talking to my mom and you know, just being like, I'm so sad. And I just would burst out crying. And she was like, I don't understand why you're feeling this way. I was all peace, love and flowers when I had my babies. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that was also the 90s. Mm. <laughs> there was no, yeah. you, didn't, you could afford to stay home and not have to worry about the, yeah. right. you know, you had the support, mm-hmm. you had people coming in and out. I mean, you, my mom was giving us to like my grandparents overnight when we were like three weeks old, because that's what you did back then. Yeah. Kids slept mm-hmm. and that was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just very, I, yeah. yeah. It's been interesting and it's also been eye-opening to read people's stories on social medias that post that they, you know, they it's the, I could have been Lindsay. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, it's something that's not talked about enough. Their mm-hmm. women's health is, as a whole doesn't get enough, um, doesn't get enough. The medical world is in peril as it is, but Ugh. women's health doesn't get the, the, um, it doesn't get the, the attention. support and the yeah. attention that it's good. I mean, and, you know, even dealing with that, you know, now, like I was grateful to be able to take time off of work um, and Mm -hmm. because Massachusetts now has that new paid leave. So I was able to Mm -hmm. be home with the baby for almost five months. I'm broke as shit. (laughs) It helped helped my, I think it definitely helped my psyche because I was able to not worry about that. And I was able to just kind of be like, you know what, you just enjoy this time home with your kid. Like all that Mm -hmm. are there for your kid. And things, you know, are starting to feel, you know, I, I felt a little bit, I felt a lot better, but mm-hmm. that's the pregnancy that, that really, that was really, really scary. And it, it, to the point that when we found out we were unexpectedly pregnant with my third, um, that was what the both of us looked at. Like my husband was like, I need to know that you're going to be okay. Like that night, like I will have, I think that night we have so much PTSD from that. Like it lives mm-hmm. free in our brain that that was a scary time for both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm absolutely so it's so it's similar with Ava I remember I I remember I don't know she she just wouldn't sleep and she wouldn't sleep unless I put her down and Brad was sleeping and I went and I had I mean she was like a newborn so I had like her little body in my hands and her head was rested in one hand and her little bum rested in the other hand and I was holding her like a like a serving platter and I was like Fucking wake up! <laughs> like, yeah. fucking take her. Wake up and fucking take her. And I was like, and he was like, holy shit! And he jumped up, but and I was like, I can't. Like, I can't. I can't do it. And on his nights where he was supposed to wake up, he wouldn't wake up right away. And now I'm listening to this kid scream for five minutes, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, at this point, now I'm fucking awake, mm-hmm. and you're a girl fucking help to me. Like, if you're not gonna get up the second you hear her cry, then fuck off because mm-hmm. you're not helping me. You're making it worse. Now my boobs are leaking. Like, it was, <laughs> it was awful. And then the same thing, Kendall. Like, my mom's like, oh, my God, don't say that. Instead of, like, or, like, talk about me behind my back. Instead of being like, hey, Meg, can we get you help? Or, hey, Meg, this is what we're noticing. It was, like, people tiptoed around it. And it's like, yeah. what I needed was some fucking help. Or for somebody to be like, it's going to be okay. Which mm-hmm. I don't blame my mom or my family or anybody close to no, me for that. Because not. nobody went, no, nobody right. went through yeah, none of them had gone through it, so I don't think that maybe even they like fully were aware of like. And even if they did, bad. no one talked about it. No one yeah. talked about yeah. it. There yeah. was a shame, and I think there still is. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I was very young when I had Kari, and I remember I lived at home with my parents. Still, um, I was a single mother, like right off the bat. The minute she was born, she was all mine, and um. I, I, my parents were going away for their anniversary and she was a month old and I was like, don't leave me. (laughs) Like, I'm going to wait a second. Like I'm going to be alone with a baby. Like, and I know she's mine, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I called my best friend and I was like, I asked her to come stay the week with me and she stayed the week with me. 
And I remember we went out to dinner and we're driving home and Kari was screaming in the car. And I was like, just, just take her out of her car seat and hold her. And I was like, for a minute, it like was a good idea. You know what I mean? Like in my head, I was like, just take her out and rock her. And I'm like, no, I started screaming. I'm like, no, you can't take her out of her car seat in the car. We're driving. Like, why don't I know that? Like, why didn't, and it just like set me on this weird, like spiral of like, was I meant to do this? Like, am I am I going to be good enough at this? And, and why I feel I said that you could take my kid out of the car seat in the car while we're <laughs> driving. You know what I mean? Like it was like this weird fucking, and I luckily, I do not feel like I suffered um, postpartum depression. I feel like I had like baby blues with both of my kids, like just, you know, hormones fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at the situation with Lindsay And I'm just, like, so sad because she reached out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, she did what we tell everybody to do. Mm -hmm. We tell everybody when you're feeling this way, reach out to people and you'll get the you'll get help. And it's like she reached out. They tried to get her help and and she wasn't. She wasn't given what she was supposed to. She was a fucking nurse and insurance won't cover her for a fucking inpatient program. Like, are you kidding me? Mm. Like, what is this fucking country? What is this healthcare system? What are we doing? I wonder what's going to happen with that. Like legally, if they could, you know, I don't know, like legally they could use that. Like she was seeking help. Like, I wonder if this will somehow change insurance companies for moms who have babies that do seek help that they they you know what i mean like i wonder if some yeah. type of something will there come needs up. to be more there need yeah there's definitely i know so i have there's in i have a friend who has connected her brother is connected up here to the da's office so there's kind of like a little bit i obviously can't say much because mm-hmm. i just i don't want to be the source of things mm-hmm. getting out but there is i know that there's there's definitely as far as massachusetts goes there's they're working in some sort of act or bill or something that will prevent this from ever fucking happening like again? this from fucking happening again like she and... reached out for help marina you're right she did exactly what we're we right tell people to do and what did they said sorry i mean and no. and the thing is there's there, there's no you if you think about it we've all been pregnant we've all been through prenatal visits how many mm-hmm. fucking times do you go to the doctors through your pregnancy and then yeah. how many times do you see the doctor when that baby's fucking born? Once, yeah. six weeks later, when you're yeah. sleep deprived and functioning off fucking saltine crackers and like mm-hmm. whatever the kids dropped on the floor. And they're yeah. like, do you have any suicidal thoughts? No. Okay, bye. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I know. I know on that. I knew uh, I went to my six part of my six week visit before this. Uh, my whole shit happened. I know mm-hmm. how to sign. I know mm-hmm. how to write down because you know what else is in the back of your brain? They're going to, they're going to take my kid away. Me. They're going to take my kid away. They're going to send yeah. me to the ER for a psych eval and they're going to have me committed. And now my husband's not going to be able to work. Cause he's going to have to take home with the kids and we're going to mm-hmm. lose our fucking house. Do you right. see this, yeah. this effect that this all happens is it's just, there's no, there, there's just no support. There's no support. <laughs> there's no support for women and there's no support for moms in this country. There's it's no- like, we've been fighting this. Um, We've been fighting this battle for, so long i mean look back at how long ago was andrea yates 20 years yeah. ago yeah i studied you know what I mean? college too like um my my major i was a major in criminal justice with a minor in psychology and i had a thesis and it was on what's called filicide which is men or women who murder their children and why and like the differences in sentencing and you know leniency towards women and blah 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 but that was another terrible i mean i straight read up all those deposit all her transcripts like the police reports and it was like mm-hmm. she was a little she was the same thing though she she had like five fucking kids and yeah. she was like had a history of schizophrenia they also there was also some weird religious shit going on there before they mm-hmm. had too where they were like living in a fucking bus, weird shit. I don't know how much of that is on. All I know is from what I like read in my research, this was like pre my college days were like pre Netflix documentaries. And then I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. discussing this with, and she's like, she knew all this stuff that I'm like, I didn't think you could really know unless like you actually did the thorough research. But apparently there are documentaries somewhere out there. But um, uh, it just was like awful. And 
and the husband the same thing like she knew she had like trial and error with her psychotic meds her psych meds she knew what worked for her and she had just had a baby who i think was like again like five months old her mm-hmm. youngest and she was like this is them and she got a new doctor and she's like this is the medicine i need to be on they had her on something else she was not well the husband worked i think for nasa Every morning, I think her mother-in-law would come over to help with the kids. She was never alone with the kids for more than 15 minutes. The husband left for work. The mother-in-law was on her way. And in the 15 minutes, she drowned each kid in the tub, laid them in her mm-hmm. bed, them up. I think the little one was, like, floating in the tub when they got uh-huh. she, called on, she called on herself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hey, look what I did. Sorry, my bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable to me. Like, she, she's another one who basically said, like, I know what medications work for me. I've been through this. Please give them to me. Look yeah. at medical records, new doctor. And she was just basically told to go fuck herself. It's all a lot. It's all mm-hmm. it's just really hits close to home. I mean, mm-hmm. and I even, you know, I just, it's so hard. And like you said, you know, she had her her whole service and her whole purpose is even in her career is she was an educated woman. She worked in healthcare. She worked with women who experienced postpartum. Mm-hmm. side by side and mm-hmm. just it's just the it's just an epic tragedy of the whole someone someone fucking dropped the ball here mm. yeah. yeah i think a whole bunch of people fucking dropped the ball here i'm like i and i i urge people too like kendall you had mentioned earlier like it seeing everybody share their stories on social media yeah it's it's so strong and it's so brave And I urge people to read those, but I also urge people to stay out of the fucking comment sections because people are ignorant, terrible, stay out of the comment sections. Do not read the things that these trolls on the internet are saying because they do not know what they're talking about. I literally read a man saying that he doesn't understand why women (laughs) can get away with the excuse of postpartum psychosis but men can't right okay well they are so <laughs> marinate in that that's what you know what i mean it's like i i i said this to a friend of mine i was like for your own mental health don't read it don't read mm-hmm. don't read what these people are saying yeah Mm-mm. people Ugh. are a little bit ignorant they don't like you oh, don't yeah. know any one situation unless you're in it so I try not to judge. And, it, you know, first glance, I'm not going to lie. I was like, how could anyone fucking do that? How could anyone do that? And then I sat and of I thought course. about, like, Because it's unthinkable. Yeah. Like, but I thought I'm about sure my experience. <laughs> I thought about, like, just lack of sleep. Yeah. Like, Megan, I think you said this. Like, there's a reason that they use. What did you say, Meg, when people use... One of my friends that had a baby, like, a week after I had Ava, she and I would be up talking, and she kind of had some issues, too, and she's, like, her, at her six-week visit, they said she's, she was just so exhausted and struggling so hard, and her doctor said, now you know why they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture in labor. Right, because it can literally make your brain... I luckily, like you said, Kendall, you recognized it. That happened to me. I didn't have any thoughts of harming my... of harming Ellie, but I was, like, Oh, uh oh, like something is in, is not right in my head. Something's not yeah. right. I felt like I wasn't me. I, I didn't want to hurt myself or anybody else, but I was like, something isn't right. And this it's, is not okay to feel. Yeah, and my mom was like, off. why don't you take some sleep and I'll take the baby tonight? And yeah. luckily she did. And honestly, I felt like a million bucks. I, I, the next day I was like, good as new, but just lack of sleep alone can, I feel like make you go fucking crazy. But I remember. Yeah four hours of sleep three or four hours of straight sleep and i thought like that was amazing mm-hmm. yeah. like, wow finally some decent sleep three hours mm-hmm. right yeah i was did anybody read um what her husband said about her yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah that whole letter like, yeah i know i was like i just I don't know. Like it's it's so crazy because people keep saying they're like I I I know she, stand by her, yeah. I know there was something wrong, but you know I I could never do that. I could, and I can imagine that while she was fucking trying to build this family that she wanted her whole life, like she, I don't think she ever was like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do a couple years down the line. Like it's like you don't ever fucking know. 
You don't ever fucking know. Nope. He must also. He must feel like it's all his fault. Like he oh, must feel. I can't even imagine. I yeah. How either. do you not? How do you not? How do you, you know, not? I don't know her state. I don't know. I mean, the last bit of information I heard on her state on her uh, condition is I don't. I don't think that she's awake and lucid. Like yeah. I don't. Like I think that this is like a touch and go type thing. It almost makes okay. me wonder if there's leaning more towards that she's not going to survive this, and this is why he t- wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it's it's got to be a lot on him because as her as his as her next of kin, and I would assume, I mean, that's her husband, so it immediately just working in the healthcare field, it immediately defaults to him as the healthcare proxy. Yeah. If it came down to you know she you either you need to make a decision either we pull this and she lives or she pulls this and she dies this is what's going to happen like that would come down to him mm-hmm. and i just it just makes me wonder like i don't i mean part of me i, I this is this sounds terrible but part of me hopes that she never wakes up because oh, as a mom yeah. and the fact as that, a mom yeah I don't know that she could ever like when she realizes Mm -hmm. the reality because there is no that she is not lucid and she doesn't know she didn't like she wasn't herself and this isn't normal thought process when she's actually doing these things and they do these things because they think that they're genuinely keeping them they're keeping safe and I I I can't be here on this earth but I love my baby so much that I'm taking them with me Mm. and that's so I just I just for I don't know. And it's, you know, and you, you, like you said, Marina, the, the trolls on the internet will be like, ooh, sh- that's her getting away with it. It's like, you know what? That might be her piece. <laughs> and yeah, seriously. She finally has peace. And for the husband's sake, for God, I just, part of me doesn't want her to wake up mostly for him so that he doesn't have to live through the pain and the trauma of a trial. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, her too. She doesn't have to live with it. Like, there is no fucking living now. Like, what the fuck? This whole fam, like the whole fucking family, their whole entire existence is altered now. Like, the husband will never be okay. Like, there is. It's just people are so fucking cool. I mean, you just have to literally, I mean, I know there's like the GoFundMe and stuff for him. Like I, he must just have to walk away. Like, I don't even know. Can't go in that house. Like I'm just leaving all of this behind. The cars, the house, the, the, you know, all of it. I I don't want any of it. I just assume light a match to it. It's just, it's terrible. Mm. Just absolutely terrible. I mean, it's just, and then it comes in, it comes right after this whole, the other, um nightmare in Cohasset and you yeah. look to like you want to see a monster that guy's a fucking that monster. guy's a fucking monster not that this, is a monster yeah who felt the only way to deal with not being herself after she sustained a horrible medical condition after delivering her third beautiful baby and mm-hmm. had no control over it and just felt like this was her way to have peace not because what dick motherfucker one didn't want him to have somebody else as a, as a cheating on him like seriously mm-hmm. wait what happened in Cohasset? that guy that what? killed really? his wife chopped up his wife i heard nothing of this are you kidding what me? yeah oh I don't my know. god she went missing she was oh, like last oh. year, right after new year sorry okay yes so wait okay yes <laughs> i was like, like wait what wait i know nothing <laughs> of this <laughs> the girl the walsh lady well Anna yeah walsh. she's still like they still consider her missing but come on hello i think we've watched enough jeffrey dahmer that we know what's, yes. what's happening yeah mm-hmm. right yeah, oh, I, I, I agree. Makes sense now. <laughs> for, but, for those right. listening who did not know, <laughs> yeah, seriously, so sure, right? So what I the fuck's you? going on around here? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't Just, know. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Honestly, to to be honest, I did not want to do this episode because I take on emotions as it is, and like I, mm-hmm. I. I didn't know if I could mentally, like, emotionally handle talking about it because there's so many fucked up things in my head that, like, I want to know the answer to, but I don't want to know the answer to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to think about it because I didn't Mm want to let the emotions be loose in my body because I didn't know if I could make them go away. And then, to me, thinking about this type of thing is the equivalent of thinking of, like, what happens when you die? 
or like what happens before you're born like yeah I just my brain can't get wrapped around it and I spiral and I didn't I do too I have like panic attacks when I think of that shit yeah and and that's like I I don't want to even say what I'm thinking about but like I I want to know what I know because I think I'm thinking the same thing like I want to know what happened I want to know like how did she do this like was she happy and like hey come over here kids or was she just stoic and not saying anything did one of them see her do this to the other one did she like uh, like were they tricked like hey come on in here yeah like i want to know was she was she like in a trans was she possessed yeah like, right because i know some of the um like the chris watts murders like he like goes into detail like to tell how he killed his kids oh it's like chris you know you, um, i know that's a whole other but, you know, and it's just like, that guy did it. I, I mean, he killed his kids because he just wanted them gone. That's a monster. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a monster. fucking monster. That's um, a fucking monster. But, yeah, I don't, I, I know that the, I know that the DA is not releasing all of the, all of the details to the public. They're going with strangulation when yeah. it's definitely much more involved than that. I know. It's, it's, it's awful. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's just. Just it's imagine, like, imagine, imagine. Feeling a, such a way that you could do something that gruesome, Ooh. I I can't. That's I mean that's what gets me is it's like imagine living just imagine living with so much pain, so much hurt, and so much uncertainty, and feeling like you are not worth anything that you don't even want to mm-hmm. continue to live for your babies, and you don't want your babies to live without you. Yeah, I just like flying through my brain like I have. I have depression all the time. Like I'm, I've had depression since I was got 11 years old. Um, and I know sometimes, you know, when it's bad and your kids are driving you fucking nuts and mm-hmm. you snap and you're like, you know, yell or say whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you take a minute and you step out of the room and you think to yourself, like, I didn't mean that. Yeah. I didn't mean that. You know what I mean? And then it's like, God, to be on that level and like, kind of like you said like I just I hope she doesn't wake up I know yeah. I know. because I when she wakes up you can't wake- just say I hope I do it's like yeah just gonna wake up and be like what happened and there's what no take oh my god right I didn't win I mean and I feel like if uh, she wake up and finds out that that's what happened I mean she'd be screaming to just mm-hmm. why didn't you let me die I mean it's <sighs> just the whole it's just I don't know I would I think that if she ends up living that um she'll try to kill herself again i don't see i'm sure you know i mean i don't know how he goes on i don't either i swear to god community i don't think that say she lived and everything was whatever and she was committed and that's that's what her sentence was uh like life i mean they have to they have to fucking she can't go to jail she has to a mental institution especially with all of the the background yes but my my whole point is to this I think based on his letter to the community, I don't I don't think he intended he intends to get back with her. He just he understands like that it wasn't her and forgives that, but I don't think you go I don't think that's how could that's you? Yeah. How could you no matter how much you love that? How could you? Mm. I don't know. I, that, like that's a fuck and it's not even saying like how could you like in a bad way. It's like how could you in a survival way? Yeah. You that's the only know. thing that you would ever see or think about. Yeah. Even though you know, even though you know that person, what they were going through, how could you ever look at that person again? I don't know. It's like, it's, it's so fucked for everybody, for everybody in that situation. Because I'm sure they don't hate her. No. How could they? they Do you feel? I think I might like, I think I'm, I I, I don't care personally, but I mean, I think I might be so angry and sad even if i could comprehend i think i'd be like why why yeah. Did you know why? yeah like like just devastation yeah i feel like it's emotions that like thank god we've never had to feel like it's emotions that like mm. just are indescribable i can't even i just feel so much for i feel so much for everybody it's in the situation yeah i felt the same way it's been like a roller coaster i have to stay away from reading the post Uh, i'm reading of women that i've met across like the board of where i've met i mean girls that i've gone to high school with that i've read that like this one girl i went to high school with literally was ready she had it all set and the baby woke up like she was Mm -hmm. ready to overdose on all meds like had everything written all out like she was ready to die 
this is it. I'm, t- I'm done. I'm taking my life tonight. And her baby, her youngest baby woke up and she's like, he saved my life that night. And I will mm-hmm. never be able to forget that. And then I look at how many nurses, I can't believe how many nurses that I have worked with, whether I've worked with them when I worked in peds or when I worked in, you know, surgical step down, uh, these nurses are like, I could have been her. I suffered with it so bad because as a nurse, you're trained to, you're trained on the warning signs and to pick up on them right away. But as a nurse, we're the worst patients. We'd never, ever take care yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And we put everybody else first. I mean, and it's just, it's more common than it isn't. And then I find out through, um, I had known some stuff, but my grandmother, my dad's mom, when my dad was born, when my, her, when my aunt was born, so her youngest of three, she has three, she has two boys and a girl, just like I had pretty much similar ages she for two years my uh, my grandfather had to take time off of work she had to send my oldest uncle away to a family down in Rhode Island and my dad to her mother and she stayed in she stayed home for two years she had postpartum so bad that she couldn't even have her kids around her what's sad is that Mm. um, what's sad is that back then even though it really wasn't that long ago maybe just like in some ways, mental health and like the stigma around it has come away, even though there's still so much work to be done. Oh, but yeah. Then it's probably like, oh, God, we don't want anybody to be knowing the family business. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Shame. Yeah, it was very taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just really hope, I hope that something in the like insurance slash mental health slash women's health something has got like something's got to give and i hope that something good comes from this yeah in that area like yeah at least in the state of i mean at least in the state of massachusetts i mean i find that uh, here i mean that massachusetts is so strict with so many things and but what's so um, ironic about all of that is we have the we have access to the best health care in the country mm-hmm. but it's restricted yeah because of insurance and i mean sometimes shit even with my kids prescriptions and stuff i don't even i don't even have insurance run through them i go i know how much this costs with no insurance at walmart send the scripts to walmart and i'm telling them that i don't have insurance for my kids yeah and that's my daughter has zero function of her hand currently she has a chronic disease that she was just um diagnosed with and my insurance told me that they would only cover 20 um physical therapy appointments for her and the kid can't move her fucking hand she can't move her fucking hand we've done 20 we've done eight appointments and she has a twin she can move her thumb a twinge now it's like you think at 20 fucking appointments she's going i know it's like what so So, get her get her ot too marina get her occupational therapy I know. I'm so just paid like... for X amount of that. And you know what? She's under she's under the age of eighteen, right? Yeah. She then if she has a chronic she has chronic disease and it's going to require all of this treatment and testing and ongoing care. She's yeah. under the age of eighteen. She qualifies for um she qualifies for Medicaid or Mass Health um Insurance, supplemental insurance yeah. so the next time what, wherever her specialists are she had a children's yeah yeah you ask for a, you ask for a patient and um you ask for a patient advocate from mm. social service and they'll come in and they'll you say uh, she needs the supplemental and get she'll get approved for the supplemental mass health and mass health will pick up everything else that the other insurance won't wow look at wow, that. look at this thank you kendall Everything's you're welcome always working out Literally for you marina <laughs> Yep. Hell yeah. You have to fight, fight. So and much. don't, I think it's, it'll, you know, it may take a little while, but she's, that's, that's one of the good things about Massachusetts has yeah. to protect their, their kiddos under the age of 18. So, yeah. and then yeah. once she gets, once she gets over 18, whatever, she'll be able to qualify. The Medicare will pick it in. We'll pick it up mm-hmm. because I, it's chronic disease management. And that's how we have to, gotta take care of these kids, man. Right. It's just, it's crazy. My, my best friend, um, her, her daughter was diagnosed with leukemia at two years old. She's uh, four years old now. Next month, she actually um, is finishing her. um, She has her last chemo next month, but literally my best friend, we've had, we've thrown several like fundraisers for her. We did a big GoFundMe. She's like, because so many times during this when she should be able to like focus on her child's life and 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 just 
getting her better, she's had to worry about, I can't pay my, can I pay my mortgage? Am I going to have to sell my house? Am I going to have to do this? Am I going to have to do that? You know what I mean? But it's like, why, why in the fucking quote unquote greatest, you know, country in the world, do you have to fucking choose between like living or like saving your child's life? I don't understand. I know. It's so hard to fucking understand. Yep. Nope. And she should she get her. You two walk in there together. Yeah. We're off to see the fucking wizard. We're off to see the patient. Yeah, exactly. My friend Kendall told exactly. me this is where I'm supposed to right? come. Huh? I want my supplemental shit. From my You're a goddamn <laughs> angel. You're a goddamn angel, Kendall. <laughs> you know. Healthcare just has me. I know. Healthcare just drives me fucking insane. Listen, it's you like, and me both and I'm invested uh, in it. I've been invested in I it know. for the last 15 years and I don't fucking know anything else and here I am. I have become that nurse that I hated when I first graduated and said, <laughs> all these crotchety bitches walking around, clack, clack, clack <laughs> in their clogs, like only working for the money. Guess what? I'm working right? as a nurse fucking for the money. I mean, I may, I mean, there are, you know, I kind of, I kind of sort of have a soft spot for a couple of my patients. And, <laughs> you know, you do what you can. I mean, and it never really yeah. leaves you. Like, but today like I saw a patient and she's her her daughter and the granddaughter were there and her daughter had to take the day out of work because she was home with the sick kids story of my fucking life and this is so much work because of sick kids and um I was like oh my goodness I was like she's got a full I was like oh you gotta go get your diaper changed girl and she's like yeah I'm rationing those because I don't get paid until Friday and I had to I don't have groceries to go to Walmart I don't have gas to go to Walmart to get them I'm like I know this girl this girl doesn't have like she's she's like works her ass off like she has a full-time job like she's working like so I was like I just picked up a target order of diapers and wipes for my kids I'm like sleeve of white diapers for you wipes for you because there's no way in hell that a hard-working mom working 40 hours to provide for her family shouldn't have the essentials and that is what is wrong in this this is that's what is wrong yeah today's day and age Mm -hmm. my boss just told me i'm not i'm not um eligible for a raise this year because of my performance because the past two months i've had to take time off to help that is like did you file for pmla marina i am actively in the midst of that i have her doctors submitting paperwork right now okay Um, yep do that do it for yourself so you but it's like this is what people fucking deal with it's like what the Fuck. <laughs> you qualify for her and you qualify for yourself because yeah. this obviously tri- medical conditions include mental health. So your anxiety and depression will count as a excusable absence in a medical condition for you to take the paid time leave that you need to. Don't let these really? people push you around. Don't. I know. I'm telling you. Got to know your rights. Know. Get yourself a patient advocate. They're the yeah. least paid people that work in the goddamn hospital, and they are literally have they're literally angels on earth. Mm, yes, they bring so much good. So yes, all of that. Fuck and yeah. It, and text me if you have questions because I I put these mofo's in their place. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks, girl. Not to change this. Sorry, I didn't mean to like go down. I just like fucking um, no. no it's it's all that. You need this information, woman. <laughs> it clearly <laughs> needs to be spoken about more often. Yes, it does. And I'm sure it we're does. not the only ones that have some no. type of story. No. And it's like do. no one wants it to goes speak hand up. in yeah, it goes hand in hand with all of the fucking emotions that come along with being a mom cuz who's the one who usually mm-hmm. takes on the brunt of the appointments and the brunt of the taking off work because I have to, do, you know, yeah. it's usually the moms. I you know. So Yep, it's hard to be the default parent. It's a heavy mental load and emotional oh. load for sure. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Well, bitches, You're doing great, you guys, sweetie. I know. I was just going to say, I think you guys are fucking amazing. And I'm really glad but, that we got to have this discussion. Yes, yeah, it, it was done very well. It was done tastefully. It was done without any sort of you know, mm-hmm. crazy comments and, you know, wild opinions, whether you were on one end of the spectrum or the other, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. which was very, it's good. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. I hope a lot Absolutely. of people listen to it and they don't, you know, they kind of just opens their eyes and makes them a little bit more um, sensitive to what Passionate. the problem at hand here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and put. if you're going through it right now, like, we fucking love you. And you're not the only one. You're not alone. You're not alone. 
No, there's always not a alone. better and, answer, and right. there's always help or people to help mm-hmm. you get help. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now we Call all know. Ken, but no, I'm just kidding. Kidding. <laughs> and those phones blowing up. She's getting like 500 calls a day. It's fine. Honestly, like imagine if I would love to do that for as like as my job, like mix like nursing and like social work and therapy, like all into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I wish I had the labor and delivery background because I would love to get into the whole like postpartum care, you know. Yeah. And taking care of the mom, you know, what happens after the six week appointment? Like that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. This is that what, could be a TV you know, show. And sure, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get going. Get yeah, going I got I gotta find a camera crew. Right. Yeah. You would be amazing. I the thought the show can be after six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. I just, I think too, like, I hope that anyone who's listening to this, like, they could come, like, we judgment free. And I hope Mm -hmm. that this opens eyes to other people as well. Like, your family or someone close to you should be able to come to you with these types of problems. Judgment fucking free. Judgment fucking free. Yes. Because if you've never been in that position, you have no leg to stand on in the judgment department. Yep. And, like, what, what would you prefer? Them telling you, hey... I need some help. They're like, hey, I think I think I need some help, or you know, the alternative of what happened. Yeah, we need to be yeah. more open and like less judgmental. Like less judgmental. Just stop judging people. Yeah, so, I mean, it Seriously. takes a lot of effort to judge somebody meanly. Mm. Just stop. I agree. You know, just fucking yep. stop it. Just fucking knock it off. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> I am sick. Everybody of it. just get along. Everybody yeah. just get along or I'm turning this car around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Oh, well, wonderful discussion. I agree. Yes. Thanks so much for coming, Kendall. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Kendall. Thanks. I can't think of any better person to have on to talk about this with because as terrible as it is, it's just, I don't know. I feel like you're so just real. so relatable and you're so real and we appreciate you. I try. Yes, we do. Thanks so much. Now, uh, go to bed. Yeah, now go to bed. Everyone yeah, right. Now get to bed, everyone. <laughs> yeah, but get to, I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love you all. Love okay, you all. Bye. 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 As always, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, the best way to support us is to leave a five-star review on whichever podcast platform you listen on. We're also on Instagram at Are We Allowed to Say and TikTok at Are We Allowed to Say That. So if you want to share us with a friend or multiple friends and follow us on our social media platforms, this will help us get into the ears of other badass moms and badass people. We appreciate your support so much. We're so glad that you're here. We love you all. Hello. Hello, friends. Oh, hello. <laughs> I feel like it's been so long since I've heard your voice. I know. Same. What the heck? This is pretty much the worst, Marina. <laughs> no way. Dude, this has been the worst fucking couple of weeks of all time. Well, you're the fucking family because honestly, I can't. I just, I don't know. You're just uh, poor Kari. Like I know. I don't know. Dog, dude, I thought my fucking I thought my dog was gonna die this weekend. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So she's good now. Yeah. She's good. She seems all right now. Oh. Five hundred dollars later at the vet. <laughs> oh fucking damn. Oh hey guys. <laughs> hey. Hey. Dog, do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So we'll take. She had to get friggin' like IV fluids and everything. Hey, you huh? Pet insurance is like a thing. I know, but I don't have it. Yeah. Hi, Kendall. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. All right. Are you a really shitty topic, or <laughs> I know it is really shitty, but. We got this. Yeah. No, we need to talk about it. Yeah, we got it. Agreed.